life in the spirit. And I, I did some series about it. And let us know that we are spirit beings. Praise the Lord. Amen. So this morning, I didn't finish. It was not exhausted. I didn't finish the series of life in the spirit. And God is leading me to continue that series this morning by bringing the series uh, Life in the Spirit Part 7. Life in the Spirit Part 7. I think I did up to 6 that time. Life in the Spirit Part 7 this morning. And it's subtitled Spiritual Sensitivity. Spiritual what? Sensitivity. And we all know that here we teach. And so I, make, I want you to make sure uh, you have your paper and pen to write. Praise the Lord. Amen. Like I said, we are spirit beings and our spirits are active. Our spirits are active. Our spirits are not passive. Our spirit is always acting. It's always in action. It is we that fail to pick or to be sensitive to our spirit. And that's why the topic this morning is spiritual sensitivity. Praise the Lord. So the spirit in us acts and when they do, we feel it. We feel it. There are several actions of the spirit. But today we will focus on three of such actions. And we are primarily going to use the life of Jesus as a classical example for the understanding of the move of the spirit. Praise the Lord. Amen. Three. Number one. Jesus was at a time troubled in the spirit. Jesus was troubled in the spirit. Meaning that one of the ways that God communicates to us is to get us troubled in the spirit. Romans, oh, Praise the Lord. John 13, 21. When Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in the spirit and testified and said, most assuredly, I said to you, one of you will betray me. Praise the Lord. Now, this is Jesus was responding to what he felt in the spirit and he was now saying it out praise the Lord he was now saying it out he, he felt troubled in the spirit of what was going to what, what was about to happen to him he knew what was going to happen in the spirit now to be troubled means to feel stirred up in the spirit. Another way we can say he was stirred up. You can be stirred up in your spirit man over a situation, over something that is going to happen, over something that is brewing up just around you. Praise the Lord. So he was stirred up. To be troubled also means to be restless and bothered. You can just sit down and feel restless and feel bothered in the spirit because you are first a spirit man. Praise the Lord. 
And when it happens, perhaps God is laying something on you. God is talking to you. And except you are sensitive enough, except you are spiritually sensitive enough, you will know when God is communicating to you. Praise the Lord. He was troubled in the spirit because he sensed the reality of the pending danger. He knew about the betrayal that was going to happen to him. Our spirit can warn us of dangers ahead of time. God, the spirit is always aware of what is happening. Why? Because everything that happens in the physical first takes place in the spiritual realm. First takes place in the realm of the spirit. So the spirit knows everything. When something is about to happen, you will usually sense it from within. You will feel restless. You will feel uneasy. You will feel bothered. And everything around you in the physical realm may appear normal. Praise the Lord. Everything around you in the physical realm may appear just normal. Nothing is happening. But in the spiritual realm, there is war. Praise the Lord. Some refer to this in the, in the worldly uh, language as premonition. They refer to it as premonition, a foreboding. But the Bible calls it troubled in the spirit. And the reason could be either specific, other times it could be what? General. Meaning that you could be troubled for something specific. Or it could be something general that you don't even know. Praise the Lord. Amen. But all the same, God is communicating. It could be something about you. It could be something about someone else. It could even be something about your nation or your family. But it will come something keeping you uneasy. You cannot just, you know, Figure it out. But something, you know that something is wrong. Something is wrong. Or something is about to happen. Praise the Lord. If you read the paper, if you, if, you, if you read details, you see that Jesus was not troubled in the spirit, yet he, no, Jesus was troubled rather, was troubled in the spirit yet he did not do anything to avert it he didn't do anything to avert it why? because he knew the end product of why he was being troubled and that if he should avert it then salvation would have been averted now what does that mean is, is that we, when we have Trouble in the spirit about something sometimes. It could need our sacrifice. We may feel uneasy in the spirit about somebody else. And you won't say because it's for somebody else. And you do not do something about it. Praise the Lord. That it shows us that we have the capacity to change things in the spirit realm. 
Jesus didn't stop him because he wanted, he decided to take the sacrifice for the salvation of, of mankind. Praise the Lord. He knew the suffering that was, was awaiting him. He knew the beatings he was going to get. He knew the betrayal that was coming his way. But he looked at the big picture. And the big picture was salvation coming to the human race. And then he chose to go with it. So that teaches us not to be selfish and to always be ready to sacrifice for others. Praise the Lord. In John 11, 23, verse, John 11, verses 33 to 34, but I just read the portion. He said, therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Now, there is a difference on how Jesus was troubled in the spirit on the first occasion compared to the second occasion. Praise the Lord. Amen. Here, he was physically troubled by the pain someone else is going through. The first one was in the spirit knowing what was coming for him. But the second one is about somebody else. And he was physically troubled. He showed it. He showed it. Amen. He was so troubled that he groaned in the spirit. He groaned in the spirit. Praise the Lord. Amen. So when you are troubled in the spirit, the best way to go about it is to pray in the spirit. When you suddenly feel uneasy, all of a sudden you feel burdened, you feel troubled, and you don't know why specifically, then pray in the spirit realm. It could be in a public place. It could be in the meeting. It could be in the office. You can pray without audible words. Some people don't say you are, you are, you are, you are crazy. You can be walking on the street and you are praying. Banke saka posoto shikaraba. If, you, if it takes you to groan, you groan. Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, somebody. Because you are a man of the spirit. You should be sensitive in the spirit. And walk in the spirit. And then obtain victory in the physical realm. And when you begin to do that until you feel easy. Until that pain lifts off. Don't stop. Hallelujah.
Jesus knew why he was troubled and acted by praying in the spirit to solve the problem. As believers, I guess you know, as believers, we are joined together in the realm of the spirit. As believers, I think I, I, I said this when I was teaching life in the spirit. We are joined together in the realm of the spirit. If you are, if you are a believer and you are in America, I'm, I'm a believer, I'm in Nigeria, in the spiritual realm, we are joined together. I can sense what is happening to you in America. God can play on him or me the burden of your problem easily. If you are sensitive, I'll pick it. Praise the Lord. You may be able, you could be in Nigeria and you are praying for somebody who is far away in Germany. You don't even know. God lays it in your spirit because we are on the same page in the realm of the spirit. Praise the Lord. I said I will give you three, three um, examples and take it from the life of Jesus. Number two. The book of Mark chapter 2 verses 6 to 8. Mark chapter 2 verses 6 to 8. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived, somebody said perceived, when Jesus perceived in his spirit that the reason does within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your heart? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now the first one is troubled in the spirit. Then this second one is what? Perceived in the spirit. Now, the word perceive means to know. The word perceive means to recognize. The word perceive means to understand. Praise the Lord. To know to recognize and to understand what is happening around you in the realm of the spirit. You can perceive it in your spirit. So when you perceive something, it means you have recognized it. It means you know it. It means you have understood it. But there's a way to perceive things naturally. Praise the Lord. Amen. That if somebody wears a, a very powerful perfume and pass, just walk past you, you can perceive it. Praise the Lord. Naturally. Or yeah, maybe somebody is cooking in the next house and uh, they are frying um, chicken and, and um, chicken and talking. And they the aroma just fly past you, you can perceive it. Praise the Lord. That is naturally perceiving. Amen. Amen. And then you can also naturally perceive people psychologically. Psychologically, you can perceive people. 
But psychology has to do with the study of the mind. Praise the Lord. You see someone, you see somebody, you know what is going on in his mind. But this one it happened in the spirit. It has nothing to do with the mind. Take note that the passage says they reasoned in their hearts. The heart is normally used as the alternative word for the spirits. Praise the Lord. So in other words, you can paraphrase it that they reasoned in their spirit. Jesus is going to confront them. He didn't tell, he didn't just go to them, so I know what people, you people are, you are thinking, you people are witches and wizards. You are thinking, you are thinking about me. He didn't say that. So some people will say that. Uh, I just know that these people are talking about me. We walk up to them. I know what you are saying. I'm a man of God. Oh, I'm a child of God. You are, you are talking, you are talking inside of you. No, he didn't do that. Otherwise, when we don't take time, we end up fighting spiritual battle in the physical. And it doesn't work. Praise the Lord. Now, what happened? Like, Jesus was having a meeting and uh, um, they heard about him. People knew that whenever Jesus <clears throat> had a meeting, there must be healings of whoever was there. And that these people had a paralytic. And before they got there, the whole place was overflowed with people. The crowd was too much. They could not gain access to the inn. And they did something, something dramatic and something unusual. They climbed the roof, broke the roof, and lowered down the paralytic. And when Jesus saw this, he said, wow, what pain. And he said, son, <clears throat> I said, son, your sins are forgiven. And then the Pharisees and the Sadducees that were there, in their hearts, they chuckled. So, ah, what's this? Why is this man so utterly uh, uh, blaspheming? How can a man say somebody's sin is forgiven? They were just saying in their own heart, and Jesus got it, picked it in the spirit that they were saying that. And he told them, I don't say that. And they were saying, it's only God that can forgive. They didn't know. They were talking about the God that actually forgives. Praise the Lord. Somebody will talk about you and he thinks that you are nobody and thinking that, oh, he said, I want somebody that will be done. And by the end of the day, he discovered that you are even more than he ever thought. You will go ahead in grades above your distractors. Somebody is here, you will operate in a dimension that is non-stoppable. A dimension that is extraordinary. Extra positive. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I'm a spirit man. I understand the things of the spirit. And I'm walking in the spirit. And I'm getting results. I am moving forward. I am getting better. Day by day. I know in the realm of the spirit I have a brighter tomorrow. Somebody shout a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. Number three. 
The fact is that the, the, the more you become aware of your spirit man, the more you become perceptive of the things in the realm of the spirit. So when you get troubled in the spirit, you pray about it. When you, when you perceive something in the spirit, you do something about it in a way that will not be carnal. Why we miss so many battles is because when we have a spiritual battle, we take it up in the physical. That's why some Christians will gather together and say, you die, die, die. You will really die. Blah, 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 blah. Gymnastic and praying prayers that are not relevant. Praise the Lord. Amen. Touch your neighbor and say, get it in the spirit. Thank you, Mohan. Say, you are a spirit man. And God has loaded you with the power in the spirit to translate things from the spiritual realm to the physical. You change the physical realm from the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Okay, number three. Luke 10, 21. So in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to the birds. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. Praise the Lord. So number three here is that rejoicing in the spirit. Hallelujah. And this is most prominent. This is very, very impactful. Rejoicing in the spirit. Yet Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. And it was that after Jesus had sent 17 disciples to go and evangelize, and they came back to give a positive result of what they got. Praise the Lord. And Jesus got touched and rejoiced in the spirit. The disciples didn't even know what was happening in the spiritual realm in Jesus. Why, why did he rejoice? He rejoiced because the report that was brought to him is saying that he succeeded in the earthly mission. Because his earthly mission is to come and evangelize the world. And the people he sent out came back and they said they got results. He rejoiced, seeing the glory ahead of him. Seeing the capacity and the possibility of succeeding in his mission. And the next thing he did, he rejoiced that at, the, at what he has heard and rejoiced that other stumbling blocks that may come his way will as well fall for him. The word rejoice means to be glad, to be glad right now, to be glad, to be joyful. In the literal sense, it means to cover yourself with joy. Hallelujah. It's, it's like wearing a garment that covers you from the head to the toe. 
And what people see is what you are wearing. Praise the Lord. Cover yourself. Wearing the garment of joy. Amen. Hallelujah. So the act of rejoicing in the spirit is very powerful. The act of rejoicing in the spirit is very what? Powerful. Why did I say so? We are not only to rejoice in the spirit by the good news we hear or by what is about to happen or the blessing we are about to receive. We are also to deliberately put on the garment of joy over a supposed negative situation that may happen around us whether directly or indirectly. Rejoicing in the spirit is putting on the garment of rejoicing, of gladness, of celebration. And there are diverse reasons we could do that. Rejoicing in the spirit of the good news you have heard, rejoice also in the spirit having perceived a negative in the spiritual realm or a news that is not palatable. Unpalatable news you hear. Because this is where devil does his work. That's why sometimes he can even orchestrate lie that will get you disrupted in the spirit. Because the battle is in the spirit realm. If the devil can get you angry or sad, they have got in 50% of you. The battle comes in the spirit and the only way you can conquer the battle in the spirit is not to go along with what is happening. You just receive a letter that you have been sacked from your office. What do you do? It's a negative news. But you must not feel negative. What do you do? Rejoice. Hallelujah. You send money to somebody and they say they didn't get it. And it has not returned to you. Do you get burdened? What do you do? Rejoice. If Sister Noye had rejoiced, the moment that happened, the money would have returned. Hallelujah. It is a trick of the devil and the spiritual battle is not like a physical battle. The devil never wants you to rejoice. You defeat the devil hands down when they expect you to cry and you are laughing. They say this one, they don't cook and finish. That's not cook and, they don't give up. When they expect you to scream, crying, they say you jumping nose and giving praise to the Almighty God. They say, "Wow!" So when the Bible says resist the devil, he will flee. How do you resist the devil? Doing the opposite of what he wants. 
God, the devil wants you to cry over a situation. So something happened. The devil wants you to feel pain over something. The devil wants you to get saddened. But what do you do? You get excited in the spirit. You get exhilarated. Oh, oh I want to speak grammar. Praise the Lord. You get scintillated and titivated. Praise the Lord. And then the concomitance of the devil is watered. Somebody say, I hear you. <laughs> the devil intention is to get you off balance in the spirit realm. But Jesus gave us a trick. He told us he told us, be careful of this devil. He will make you feel that you are failing. He will make you feel that he's taking the control. He said, don't mind him. Don't, I'm not alone. I don't kill her. Praise the Lord. What did he say? The book of John 6, verse 33. He said, he said, 16 rather, John 16 verse 18 he said, in the world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world glory it's not that things will not come it's not that the devil will not try it's not that you will not miss your step once in a while but they say all these are just types and shadows. In the realm of the spirit, the battle is over. And you are the winner. But for you to now transmit the victory in the spirit over your tribulation, the, the best way to go about it is to rejoice no matter how bad it appears to be in the physical realm. He said, cheer up. What did he say? Cheer up. Come on, tap your neighbor. Say, cheer up. Say, tomorrow is better. Say, cheer up. I'm strong in my body. I have the healing already. He said, cheer up. That car will come. That house will come. That, that, that certificate will come. That marriage will come. That promotion will come. That celebration will come. Somebody shout, Amen. So, when you sense any negative thing in the spirit, reject it in the spirit. Praise the Lord. I know the dream is part of the spiritual. I have gotten to that level that when they come to me in the spirit, I too. In fact, I'm more volatile in the spirit than the physical. Praise the Lord. I told mommy last week or so, somebody came to me, he wanted to prophesy some negative thing. I didn't allow him to finish in the spirit. I told him, I told him, one to one, I said, that you talk, he's going to kill you. I, I'm standing on the altar, I'm not telling lies. That's what, in the dream. He wanted to give me stupid, nonsensical, catalogious, incongruous, unfounded, um, prophecy. 
the moment I, I picked it in the spirit that you want to send negative, I said, that's the way you want to then go kill you. Now you go kill. She was looking at me. She was perplexed. In the dream, she was perplexed. I said it and I walked away. So when you sense any negative thing in the spirit, reject it in the spirit and rejoice over it. Let scripture say, cheer up! Because Jesus has overcome the world for you. Listen to me. That overcome the world, that word, the world, means everything under the sun. He has, come, he has overcome the world. Don't, don't look at it as just the world. What he's saying is that everything under the sun, Jesus has given you victory over it. I have overcome the world. Meaning, is it whatever it may be, Jesus' victory on the cross for you covers it. Whatever has name, that's why anything that has name, that has the has name, must bow to the name of Jesus. That Jesus is the Lord of Lords. The spirit controls the physical. When you feel rejoicing in the spirit, don't hold back. Go ahead and express it anyhow. Blast in tongues. Sing in the Holy Ghost. Scream if you want to scream. Just rejoice. Cheer up. Tap your neighbor and say, cheer up, baby. Express it anyhow. If you want, if it is dancing, dance like David danced. Throw your leg and fall down and get up. It's all about rejoicing. And when you rejoice, victory is yours. I pray for somebody this morning. I declare your moment of rejoicing. I declare you will rejoice. Whatever may be your situation, I declare unending rejoicing. Put on the garment of celebration. It is your turn to celebrate. It is your turn to shine. It is your turn to give testimony. You will rejoice in the morning. You will rejoice in the day. You will rejoice in the night. Cheer For the world is yours. Stand to your feet and give God the praise.